What's going on, guys? Welcome to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Action Movie Anatomy. We are here. It is Wednesday, and it's a huge day for us. We've got a very special guest in-house coming back after literally two years in prison. We'll see you guys in just one second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Boom! Yes! Oh, you like that music, don't you? <laughs> mm. <laughs> There's a couple people listening to this Still all over doing the world this, right now. All over the world. Fantastic. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the show. Welcome back. It's Action Movie Anatomy here on the Popcorn Talk Network. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Jay-Z wrote this song. Yeah, did he really? Yeah, for Jay. Oh. He wrote a little known fact. He wrote something that was all about, like, diamonds and money. And Dre's like, that's not really me. He went back 20 minutes later and wrote this whole thing in, like, 20 minutes. Really? Yeah, 100%. That's funny that it's about diamonds and money, and Dre was like, nah. Yeah. Nah. Seems appropriate. He needed, like, six fours, you know, sticky green and bad traffic stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm sorry that I've been slightly distracted. I've actually just been uploading this video for us that we yeah. shot for a little promo for you guys our match in the Schmodown today. No just have a not. little bit of patience here, guys. It'll all pay off in the end. So, guys, what's going on? It's us, the Popcorn Talk Network, online broadcast network dedicated to talking movies, pop culture, by the bucketful. Uh, we're here chatting a little bit about First Blood, and uh, Finstock was not actually in prison for two years. Mm-hmm. He just was a guest on the show two years ago doing First Blood Part 2, and now he's back for the OG. What's up, man? Hey, man, I'm just happy to be here with a bunch of winners, you know? Yes, yeah, You guys right. are doing really well. On the Schmodown. Thanks, man. Uh, I mean, we like to uh, we like to base our uh, our model off of champions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, taking you know, it by storm, man. We feel uh, we feel that you know this is like generals before battle. You know, we can talk to you. We know that inevitably we're going to have to take down the Patriots. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we specifically uh, did not have JTE on the show today, like yeah. we did originally, because it just would have been. I don't think anyone else would have walked out of here alive. That's true. I mean, look, you know, world leaders talk all the time. Two days later, they go to war. It is yeah. what it is. They're not fighting each other. No. It's their people fighting each other. Right. So it is what it is, and that's where we're at with the, this movie as well. We have nothing but respect for you. That's right. Uh, so, guys, we're here to talk about First Blood. We talk action movies on this show. Uh, as action movies adhere to four basic rules, those rules are rule number one. The hero always plays by their own rules, and definitely Mr. John Rambo. Rambo, John J. Definitely plays by his own rules. He's one of the OG guys that play by their own rules, I would say. He is, yeah, he's definitely the, the, the original own rule player. Yes, the own rule player. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like rule, that phrasing. Rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, beings, things, dinosaurs, whatever's in the room. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think... You know, John's definitely the smartest guy on his side. Uh, Denny's pretty dumb. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't really have. They don't really have a, a villain that's the smartest guy in the room in this movie. Yeah, it's it's interesting because Denny is kind of dumb. He's just kind of like a small town cop that's kind of caught over yeah, his head. Yeah, he's washed up. He was in the Korean War, you know, and right. he had a vendetta against Rambo. He considers that the real war. Right, and then like he's got this. Uh, he's got this chip on his shoulders. His ego gets in the way. Right, the whole movie. Yeah. Um, rule number three: The movie is driven by police, military, political, or mercenary figure. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, John Rambo. He's Absolutely. all. He's all military. And rule number four: The movie contains a minimum of one explosion. Uh, definitely, yeah. Lots of explosions. There's in this a ton. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It hits all the bases. I mean, this is one of the movies that, it's funny because we always talked about Rambo First Blood Part 2 is one of the original films that we should cover on this show because yep. it felt correct. And um, mm-hmm. I actually hadn't remembered First Blood that well. Uh, and, and even when you and I watched the other day, I had said, I've only seen this movie like once or twice. Yeah. And then about halfway through, I was like, I've seen this movie like ten times. Yeah, right. You know? and, it's um, brilliant. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's incredible. But... It, it wasn't the original formula for the show. It was like we were specifically like we need to go to First Blood Part 2. Yeah. Because Rambo or, or right. First Blood is just a drama. It's, it's really – it's, it's, Sorry. It's the same thing that goes along like how, uh, you know, Rocky. Not a lot of people really like the Rocky one as much as they like Rocky 2, 3, 4 because there's more theatrics in those movies. But, you know, and same thing with Rambo 2 and 3. It's uh, – there's so much blowing up stuff in Rambo 2 and 3 and Rocky 2, 3, and, or I should say 3, 4, and 5. Yeah. It's just – it's so much like uh, theatrics and montages and things like that. First Blood and Rocky are virtually the same in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm. It's storytelling right. for the most part other than, like I said, the theatrics are blowing every single thing up. Yeah, so, well, I mean I definitely think that this movie feels – it feels less like a drama than I remembered it to be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But much more like a drama than all the other ones you're talking about. It, right. 
<clears throat> yeah. For sure. And then, like, I, I know we'll probably get into this in a little bit of discussion. You guys can just tell me to stop so we can get in the trailer. But I, I have a question about that, and I want to get into it maybe afterwards, and why these franchises turned into such action classics yeah. when both of the original standalone films, Rocky... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And First Blood weren't supposed to be franchise films. Right. It's supposed to be First Blood and Correct. Rocky, and we're done. Mm-hmm. And then they both evolved in this crazy action, like spectacular uh, types of movies when they were just dramas. Yeah. I th- and my thesis actually has something kind of to do with that as well. So cool. we'll, we'll mm-hmm. kind of get to that in a little bit. But guys, if you want to follow along the conversation, I <laughs> just want to remind everybody here you can find me personally at Ben Bateman Media. Uh, you guys can find me at Andrew Guy on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find our Facebook pan- uh, fan page, the Action Movie Anatomy fan page on Facebook. And also, the kind fans of the Shmodown have started us uh, another an actual fan page uh, just for just for Team Action. They call yeah. the Action Army. It's been alive for like two weeks, and it has it's like four hundred people in it. Yeah, it's it's been absolutely <laughs> incredible. You guys' support is amazing, and I'm sure, Mr. Finstock, you mm. understand what that's like. Yeah, I mean, look, these fans are uh, they're great, and we need more of them. Yeah, um, I think we we deliver a great brand. Uh, the show is fantastic. I think we're going to get a lot more celebrities on there to boost the ratings. Um, and, you know, I think in the coming years, we're going to see some really cool stuff happening in the Schmodown for sure. Big yeah, time. Where can folks find you if they want to follow along with you? At Bob Finstock across the board. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Rousing. Yeah. Rousing. Exciting. <laughs> Let's get across into things. The bird. <laughs> Let's get into things here, guys. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to watch this trailer. The trailer for First Blood. Uh, but can we this comment is, on it? Of course. Yeah, yeah, totally totally yeah. 82. It's like, you know. The jacket is fantastic. Yeah, it's good. I assume you probably owned a replica. Stallone's I, like I tri- have one. John Rambo, a drifter, just passing through their town. Is he a drifter? Is he, is he your Morning. favorite person in the history of America? Uh, in the history of the whole the world, I would say, yeah. Yeah. North. You're the biggest fan. Yes. North. I jump in. All he wanted was I'll make sure you're heading the right direction. Why are you pushing me? Yeah, it's like, you got some place I can eat around here? There's a diner about 30 miles up the highway. Is there any law against me getting something here? Yeah, me. He's a vagrant. I want you to book this gentleman for I love this. He's great. fantastic in this. Yeah, he's having really a concealed he's weapon. really good as John Wayne Gacy, too, in that TV movie they did. Starting to dislike you a lot. Caruso has just and always been the worst actor ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Caruso knew, Caruso knew right off the gate that who they were dealing with. Right. And nobody else did. Of course. Once you see those scars, you're like, okay. John Rambo. One man who's been pushed too far. You're finished! You've gone as far as you're gonna go! And straight for the top. There's no way out of here except for Rambo us. killed a buffalo in this. With like a, a homemade spear. It's great. On the cliff. <laughs> and forced to fight back. Don't push it. Brilliant. Don't push it, I'll give you a war you won't believe. He could have he murdered uh, Denny like seven times in this movie. Oh, for sure. You and all and your he never does. No nope. spoiler alert. Yep. Because God knows what damage he's prepared to do. I didn't make Rambo. I didn't make John Jay. You don't well, gas was 89 cents a gallon. With an expert <laughs> in guerrilla warfare. Best. Are you telling me that 200 men Stuff. against your boy Billy is a Gil no-win puke. situation for us? <laughs> so good. And that many, don't forget one thing. You need to be sure body bags. A good supply of body yes. bags. Sylvester so Stallone. This time, he's fighting for his life. First blood. First blood. Brilliant. It's kind of shocking the number of, like, the lack of the actual saying the name Sylvester out loud that uh-huh. I feel like has happened in his career. Like, yeah, he doesn't I've, go with it. I've referred to him as Sly or mm-hmm. just Stallone. Stallone. Like, my whole life. Well, it's because Sylvester's kind of a bitch name. Like, no offense <laughs> it, to it, anyone it, named Sylvester. Yeah, it's, it's a, a tough one. Name. <laughs> but it's a like, tough one. It's a tough name to make sound like a hardcore dude. Yeah. You can kick my ass. Sylvester. Sylvester. That guy's Sylvester. Like, <laughs> I don't know where he, the, the mo- his mom came up with that because, I mean, his brother's name is Frank. Yeah. Right. That's one of the most common names in American history. Oh, you know what? So is is... 
is Sylvester Stallone your favorite guy of all time, or is Frank Stallone your? Because I feel like you, you love know, Frank you Stallone. Do a lot of I've had Frank I've, I've had more interactions with Frank in real yeah. life. Uh, I can't get too close to Sly. He's got too many people around him. Yeah, Frank is totally <laughs> and, accessible. Uh, also, on a every restraining angle. order. <laughs> yes, Frank is totally accessible. Uh, I've hung around with Frank numerous times. He's such a bitter, crazy person, though. Is he? Yeah, dude. He's always talking about guns and you know Killing. making America great again. And, Okay. A lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> but he's pretty amazing. I saw him the other day in a, in a restaurant. They didn't give him a seat quick enough, and he went bananas and took off. That's amazing. <laughs> Frank Stallone. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, that that is the trailer for First Blood. Um, we are going to get straight into the show. Uh, but before we do, I should tease you guys on what's going on on the episode today. We're going to talk a little bit about a favorite line, thesis statement, fist bump moment. We're going to have a conversation. Is Sylvester Stallone overrated, underrated, or properly rated? What is the most underrated Sylvester Stallone film? Uh, these are all questions we're going to answer today on the show. So let's get straight into thesis statement and start the show out strong. Um, I'm going to go first. Yeah, you yeah, go, go first. Go say what, say what thesis is real quick. So yeah, thesis statement, guys, if you are listening or watching for the very first time, is a big, bold thought, a strong opinion you have about the movie, maybe somebody in the movie, their career. should never be something loose like, uh, this is my favorite Sylvester Stallone movie. Uh, it should be a, mm-hmm. something you really feel is fact, uh, mm-hmm. and almost like rooted in hyperbole, big and bold, something you'd defend at a party if the movie came up. You'd really be able to like lead the conversation you feel. That's what thesis statement is. So mm-hmm. uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I was excited because, you know, I don't know how, how often you watch our show. I'm sure you watch often. Yes. Uh, but Ben and I don't get to watch movies together that regularly anymore because we're so busy, and throughout this movie we were drinking, and it was just like I hadn't seen this movie in so long. It was amesing. I was consistently fist pumping and like coming up with new thesi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have three today. The Ooh. first one is very light, and it's just that this is the only time that a dog gets killed in a movie, and you're like, yes. Yeah. Because I always <laughs> because, hate when ah. dogs get killed in movies, but you're like, right. what are you doing, man? Yeah. Don't send that dog in there. Don't send that this dog is on there. you. Uh, the second one is that guy. Rambo has the two greatest hero qualifiers of all time in any film, and they are both supplied by one actor, and that's Richard Crana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I love them. They're so great. And the second movie. Yeah, it's uh, the best. It's so yes. good. And then my last one I was thinking about in the shower this morning was that this movie is literally The Hunted. The Hunted copied this movie. They're both shot in Oregon. They're yeah. both like washed up, uh, old like killing machines. Uh, their old trainer has to come in, except the only thing they did different in The Hunted is they combined Dennehy yeah. and Crana into one character and Tommy Lee Jones TLJ. and made him the protagonist. You're like the biggest fan of The Hunted. I just want to do it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we put it to vote several times. And it always it loses. It never wins. <laughs> so it never, nothing got blown up in The Hunted at all? Um... Because that's the criteria, right? At no, there were, there were blow, there's uh, explosions in the very beginning, we, but it's yeah. just people just, I don't think, know the movie Benicio, well enough. When they're doing the Benicio flashback. Yeah. Right. In yeah, war. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I watched like the first 20 minutes of it. And yeah, you were like, I couldn't get, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Do it. God they damn want, it. Yeah. They want that action label. I, I'll go with mine. Okay. okay, go ahead. You know, I think this is uh, one of the realest depictions of how America treated vets when they came back from Vietnam. Uh, they treated them like shit. Pretty much everybody across the board did. Jane Fonda leading the charge. Now, I was speaking earlier about it where, look, they're just following orders, period. And that's what Stallone is saying this whole time. He comes back. He's got long hair. He's got a couple of tattoos. He, you know, he's unshaven back in the 70s and stuff like that. You, you know, it was a disco era. You were considered a scumbag at that point. Um, and it's sad. You know, and it's sad and it really depicts it. And I was like, I don't care what Rambo does. I don't care if he blows up this whole town. I want him to win, period. Yeah, right. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm way too young to really relate to what's going on with the Vietnam War. But mm-hmm. I, I do know through film and everything that we've read in school and studies we've done afterwards that, like, these poor guys. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. talk about going and getting your ass kicked for so long. Poor literally, too. They, they yeah. pick them right out of the streets. And not knowing why you're there, when you're there and not knowing what you're doing, knowing mm-hmm. that you're losing, knowing you don't have support back home, and then coming home and getting shit on by everyone that you were fighting for. Absolutely. It is just heartbreaking to think about, which is why the end of this movie is so powerful. Yep. And non-movies are my favorite kind of war movie. You know, people like World War One, World War Two, Korean, you know, whatever, these Civil War things and things like that. Uh, the Vietnam War, uh, war depiction movies are my favorite because I think they're the realist. And they're mostly written by like people who experienced it, yeah, and that's why they're yeah. my favorite. Like yeah. Nick Nolte and Tropic right. Thunder, <laughs> absolutely, he's fantastic, one hundred percent. Good Morning Vietnam is one of my absolute. Good Morning films. Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Apocalypse Now. I mean, uh, you got Casualties of War. Yeah, tons of movies that uh, that are just real, and you got scumbags there, and you got some real nice guys. Yeah, Casualties of War, the same director, right? Ted Kaczyk? No, no, no. He did Uncommon Valor. That's the one. Uncommon yeah. Valor. Wait. 
Uncommon Valor is the... Which is the one with Swayze and Hackman? Is that Uncommon Valor? Yes. I'm pretty sure that is, yes. Yeah, okay. I've seen that one. Hackman wanted to be in uh, Rambo. Casualties of War is the Sean Penn one? Yes, with yeah. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. I need yeah, to do I was... some more study. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know anything about these movies. Yeah. Uh, the, the Swayze one's awful. Uncommon Valor's a bad movie. It's not but, great, no. Yeah, that's why you know of it. <laughs> I've only watched because of Swayze. All right, yes. so I think we got kind of like my surface ones that are kind of fun. This mm-hmm. is like a really deep, like yeah. true speaking on the social issues of the movie. What do you got? Uh, <laughs> this is my thesis statement. I've, I've been thinking about this all morning, and I have struggled in a couple of them that I really believed in. Um, First Blood and Rocky are proof that Sly Stallone had the most accidental action hero career of anybody his level ever to live. Because you think he was supposed to be a dramatic actor in his mind. He wanted to be a dramatic actor, and not only that, but the two films we're talking about were both made to be standalone drama pieces in an era in his career when he was really still making those movies. They they talk about this movie as the movie that saved his career. Because aside from so he made Rocky in seventy six. And prior to that he had a few credits. He made those Rocky three what comes after this? Yes. Rocky Three. This actually held this actually held uh, Rocky Three production back a couple of months because they went over budget like terribly. This is the same year as Rocky Three. Yes, it is. Um, um, so, but what happened is he made this movie and this movie saved his career because this mm-hmm. was the first hit that he had had. Rocky two was not really a hit in a lot of ways. Rocky two no. did fine. He was, saying, he was playing Rocky again. Yeah, it did fine, but people didn't really want just another, and as you said, Rocky two is much more of a dramatic film. Right. Mm-hmm. Rocky three, the tone totally changes. Oh yeah. It's comical. By 1982, the success of this film paired with Rocky three, he completely embraced the fact that, all right, like I'm going to be able to be successful at playing these two characters mm-hmm. for the next decade. Yeah. And that's pretty much what he proceeded to do. He made three more Rocky films. He made another Rambo film. He made another and another Rocky films later in his career and another Rambo film later in his career. And, and I think when you and I were, <clears throat> we've talked extensively about Stallone's career, and I'd mm-hmm. love to have you touch on this, is um, you saw that once he kind of reached that level of stardom where he could do no wrong, he tried to do anything but action. Yeah. And that and he kind of failed Rhinestone. doing that. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and yeah. I think that that was kind of a... Um, him going back to his roots and being like, yo, this is what I really want to do. And now that I have the money and the, cre- the, the credibility to do it, and then it kind of fell apart. It, it brought him back. I mean, you know, he was gone for a while. Yeah. You couldn't hire him. He was like Spy Kids and he was in yeah. like Driven and Angelo's Revenge or something like Avenging that. Avenging Angelo. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. really, yeah. yeah. He couldn't do anything. What brought him back on the, on the thing again was Rocky. And then, yeah. you know, it opened the door for Expendables. Yeah. Uh, you know the Rambo movie that was in 2008 or yeah, something like that. Awesome, by great the way. Oh, carnage galore. So, it's so violent. Wow. So gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. They're killing kids, dogs, snakes, yeah. blowing yeah. people's heads off. It's crazy town. Yeah. They, they, well, that was the thing is that, that it was so interesting. And I, and I know this is just going on a tangent, but the thing about Rambo 08 is that they did all those really fucked up things you saw in the late 70s and early 80s mm-hmm. in movies. Yeah. But they just modernized it, and we're so not used to seeing yeah. like yeah. that whole like. Kids getting raped, women right. getting raped, captivity, mm-hmm. like dudes getting cut in half, torture, people getting blown. But yeah. it was like that was the thing. And that's yeah. why the movie, for all of us traditional action movies fans, you go and watch that, you're like, Jesus, this is like, this is brutal, but it's perfect. I saw it in theaters, sick. and that movie's intense. That movie's oh, yeah. really intense. That um, was one of the only movies in a long time where people were actually getting up and clapping. Really? Yeah. And <laughs> screaming it so at badass. the because it was so badass. When yeah. he came out and hit. Uh, those dudes with the uh, the crossbow, <laughs> yeah, and like he killed three people in like two point five seconds with a crossbow. It's yes. like Lee Harvey Oswald style. He's like, boom, 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 it's boom, also oh eight's, oh eight's the period of Stallone's career where you really see the HGH. He has like seventeen. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's like seventeen abs. Like yeah. he, he like couldn't get like a just a legitimate six pack anymore. Yeah. It's, it's the weird like on thin back long now. flat. Yeah, ones. they're on his back now. His abs like they're on his back. Yeah, he's like now he's too old to do it. But that was, so many veins. That was it's a period crazy. where he was like, I'm gonna go full HGH. Yeah, and just I mean this. Is all oh. speculation, but yeah, no, um, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is full speculation. It's Obviously. true. Yeah. So uh, that's that's thesis statement, guys. Uh, you know, share your thesis statements in the chat. Uh, let's let's continue with the show here. Next up, we've got fist pump moment. And what the fuck is this movie about? <sighs> if it isn't about fist pump moments, yes. so fist pump moments. That moment, guys, you're watching the film. Something happens. You look around. You're like, are you seeing this right now? This is so awesome. I yep. get to watch the rest of this movie. It's a literal like. There is more of this in front of me. Yes. You want to call someone and tell them how excited you are. And the best is when you're watching it with your friend or with yeah. someone that's never yeah. seen the movie before and you both kind of look at each other. I, yeah. I watched Guardians with uh, this girl that I'm, I'm seeing uh, and last night was the first time she'd ever seen it. Yeah. And there's so many moments in that movie where you're just like, fuck yeah. The first Guardians. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's really the same good. with his Rambo. And you and I shared one. Yeah. Is that yours? Is that what you're going to use? I got one. Uh, I wonder this, if we're all on the same page, but there's so many. But there's, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's let our guests go first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. 
Mine is, uh, which was just, I mean, it's a buildup. Right. You know, I don't fist pump right away. You know, I need a buildup to yeah, fist pump. Yeah, sure. earn that shit. So it's when he hijacks the uh, the the army vehicle. Right. From the the kid, throws him out. He's like, look, yeah. get out of here. What's right. your name? He asks, he, yeah. he's nice. Yeah, he asks him his name. name. Yep. Yeah. You know, he's like, you're going to have to get out. Yeah. Just jump out or I'm going to throw you out. Either one. Yeah. Sure enough, he gets him out of there. Then he's racing cop cars. But when they put up that, when he busts through that roadblock, and then you hear the music, yeah, yeah, and, it, and the car's like <laughs> bouncing everywhere. That's when I'm like fully invested. I'm like, please blow up the world, please do it. Yeah, uh, I love that, and, it, uh, yeah. and I'm going to jump on because mine is going to piggyback off that because you're right. You needed it to be earned. You're oh, yeah. such a huge fan. For me, mm-hmm. it was like I haven't seen this movie in so long, and it, and it was like. I'm always. I always have a hard time buying it on older movies. I watched right. The Hustler yesterday, which I loved. Did you love it? I absolutely loved it, and yeah. I didn't. It didn't take me any time to buy in. But anything that comes out before the nineties, so Jackie Gleason. I, yeah, so, so good. So how, good. <clears throat> how good is Newman? Right, just like, everyone's so good. Yep. What's the What's the third guy's name? I did a lot of research on him. It's I, way better than uh, the guy that plays Bert. Um, uh, I don't he's, remember. He's won. He's been nominated for like eight Oscars. He he refused to get nominated for The Hustler, and mm-hmm. he turned down when he won for Patton or Platoon. Burt Lancaster? Oh, uh, no. Uh, he's got a. Three I got George C. Scott. Yeah, George C. Scott. George C. Scott. There you go. He's in that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so my fist pump. It, it, it's the same thing with the music, but it's when he busts out of the jail for the first yeah. time. Oh yeah. It's when he comes out, you and I looked at each other. We're just like, yes, yeah. the music yeah. and what he's going, and it was just. He busted that guy's nose for real, too. Yeah. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's That's great. why he was wearing the, the Band-Aid the whole time. They're I, like, can't do anything about it. I just read that in uh, uh, Gangs of New York, Leo broke D-Day Lou's nose, and they just didn't even cut when he punched him. They just kept going, because D-Day Lou was such a savage. Such a savage. Uh, but yeah, so my first, my original fish pump is when he busts out of the prison for the first time, the music comes on, it's the first time you really hear the Rambo music yep. in full mm-hmm. effect. The next time, I think, is when you're talking about it. Yeah. And it's just like... Here we go. I'm right. Fully I mean, he jumps on the bike. It's, it's cold. He clotheslines a dude off it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's nice <laughs> to civilians, Rambo. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He always, never has a problem with it. And like I was saying earlier, Caruso knows that this guy is nothing to fuck with. Yeah, you yeah. see, I, that's the but only... But everybody else is. That's the only moment of Caruso being great in this film is the first look in his eyes when he sees his back and everyone else yeah. is like, and then, he's like and then he's like, he's a purple heart, whatever. And he's like, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Put me on NYC. He's like, that's my buddy Galt on the ground right now. He's like, he was my buddy when your mom had a twinkle in her eye or something like that. Um, <laughs> so so uh, my fist was, and I'm surprised it wasn't either of yours. Cause I am too. Uh Say what? I am too. I thought we had the same. No, I'm curious. I mean, I, I love a lot of this movie. Yeah. But for me, the fist bump moment is no question. It's the Richard Crenna hero qualifier. Ah. It's how could it not be? Yeah. It, it yeah. starts with it starts with God didn't make Rambo. I did, mm-hmm. and then uh, I trained him. I recruited him. I think that makes him mine. Yeah, and it's like, like uh, yeah, I commanded for three years. I think that makes him mine. Yeah, yeah. And it's just I didn't come here to save you to save Rambo from you. I yeah. came to save you. Or, or him from <laughs> oh yeah, you. I didn't yeah. come here to re- reduce him. I came. Uh, I came here to rescue you from him. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, what? we're yeah. all very concerned here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just I like, like that fist pump moment. It's yeah, different. It's and, you so know, it's, good. it's a different uh, way of thinking about it. Yeah, it, I mean, there's ways where dialogue can propel a fist pump. Oh, it's no just question. So, it's just so exciting when he's giving the explanation. You don't want to seem to, de- de- uh, yeah. to you know, accept the fact that you're dealing with an expert. It's the, the best to best kill. Speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really Me, good. In a hole. Yeah, make, uh, eat things that make a billy goat puke. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's the best with his with with knives, with guns, with his bare hands. Yeah, yeah. and you're just like, oh, you're fucked. You yeah. guys are all fucked. There's yeah. no way you're gonna win. Two hundred guys versus one. Like he literally says, if we send two hundred guys after him, what's gonna happen? Bring a lot of body bags. Like, yeah, Period. it's it's your classic one man against the world story. But like this movie's just dramatic enough. Mm-hmm. Totally, and and like the ways the things that he says and like the conviction, he totally believes it. It's like I'm sitting there as an audience member. I'm like, I bet he could kill two hundred people. Yeah, you're like, yeah. he's the ultimate badass. Yeah. There's no way that anybody could. Right. And he guy. knew he he knew Rambo was alive when those uh, you know volunteer army guys came out, uh, whatever they're called. Yeah, they came out and shooting rocket launchers yep. into things. And he hears like a little like pebble move, and he's like, "Yeah, he's still alive. He's still alive." Krenna yeah. knows. He goes, "These jokers are not killing this machine. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't work that way." Yeah, Krenna's just so good in that. I, role. I know. I wanted to almost make a thesis about Krenna being the strongest part of the film because yeah. mm-hmm. you think it's Stallone and you think it's Dennehy, but like. <clears throat> Krenn is like the perfect sauce to mix the two of them. Totally. You know, that makes all three of them be perfect. I don't think that anyone makes this movie more successful than anyone else. I just don't think that anyone... True. Like, no one could be missing yeah, this from was, this film. True. Yeah. This was a three-and-a-half-hour <clears throat> movie at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And it was terrible. Still no one tried to buy back the negatives, all these other things. Yeah. But he went with something where... Because there was a lot of Stallone, a lot of flashbacks, and when he's saying like that shoe shine thing, that was an actual scene. Yeah, 
and uh, they cut it out because it was just too much. But I mean, why not just say it? Sometimes it's like you're talking about that story that he tells. Yeah, they literally filmed all of it. Yes, absolutely. And he was supposed to die at the end. I mean, look, this guy, uh, Dan, what's his name, Uh, uh, Morell. The book is fantastic. Yeah, but the movie is just as good as I. I mean, I read the book first. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, and I was like, I did it. I think I was like in third grade or something like that. I was like, I'm going like, to read this. Everybody's reading like Dr. Seuss. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to read Rambo. Yeah, I'm going to read Rambo. Blood. I'm going to see how it goes. I got it from my dad. You immediately tracked down Frank Stallone. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> Start following him from that day. I think Frank's in there uncredited somewhere. Probably at one of like uh, Teasel's Goons or something like that. Yeah. He's got to be. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think, wait, where was I with that point before we segued? Uh, you were talking about uh, the long, the long length of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So basically, what he did was, which was pretty interesting, Stallone's like, tell it from more of their perspective, like Teasel and Troutman. Yeah, and uh, they were like, make the and they cut it down to like the ninety-three minute runtime or whatever it is now, and that's been used as a uh, kind of a format for a lot of action movies uh, from that day forward. I'm so glad you said that, and that's so cool that Stallone went and did that because we always talk on the show about the best things about action movies is not the action; it's the moments in between. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think what's so great about First Blood is it finds the perfect balance of the two to make them work. Um, because you can really only watch I, – I think if John Wick 2 was John Wick 1, John Wick would not be successful. No. Because right. in John Wick 2, it's just him kicking ass for like two hours. Sure. you know, And it, it just doesn't work. You need mm-hmm. to have some of that story. So to tell – to look at um, Rambo from the points of view of those two guys is genius. And that mm-hmm. makes so much sense. And it's such a subtle little thing that everyone stole for the next 40 years on yep. how to make action movies. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. 100%. Yeah. Well, it's really hard if you think about making a sequel. Like, so, if, okay, if you have a trilogy, right, like where you're planning it to be a, like a trilogy story, mm-hmm. it's one thing. Because you, you kind of know the beats. You have to take the story to B and then you have to take it to C. Yeah, sure. But if you're trying to make a movie, and whether you're talking comedy or you're talking action or drama, you, your option to make a sequel is kind of like, okay, you can try to literally make the same exact second thing. You can mm-hmm. try to just repeat yourself. So you saw that, like, 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, they even make jokes about it. It's yeah. the same exact movie. Right. You know, Born Identity, Born, like, Supremacy. Like, they try horrible to... Horrible Bosses 1, Horrible Bosses 2, yeah. Anchorman, yeah. Anchorman 2, they do it all the time. You try, <clears throat> and sometimes it works, and the best case scenario there is people just feel like they aren't as impressed because they're watching the mm-hmm. same thing, and that's, right? Or you can try to change it. You can try to kind of... Or you can soup it up. And right. that's like what Rambo 2 does, is it soups it up, oh, same yeah. as John to Wick 2. Yeah, it does. And for me, it's like, I think you and I have said this so many times, you just made, made reference to it, it's, it's just not about the action. No. It's never really about the action in these movies. Even the best action moments, mm-hmm. there's not very many that really endure. Like, and that's why these movies are so timeless, because what do you expect to happen to action scenes that are 30 years old? Yeah. They can't mm-hmm. hold up to action scenes that come out in 2017, or else no. we're failing in entertainment now. Yeah. So what makes these movies so great and so iconic is not those fights. It's just like Lethal Weapon. Yeah. It's, it's not the fight at the end of Lethal Weapon between you know Gibson and Busey. That's yeah. not mm-hmm. why we watch it. It's because of everything else. It's, it's true. It's Busey's hammer pants. It's Busey's hammer pants. Oh, yeah. it's, the, it's the white It's the white Don't, Don't be foolish. foolish. Look at the hardware. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, uh, all right, so we're going to move Joshua. on to star profiles here. Yeah, Joshua. <laughs> Mr. Joshua. Uh, and look at where these guys are at in their career. I'm going to start with Dennehy because uh, there's a conversation I want to have about Stallone. Um, you guys might be able to help. I didn't know a lot about Dennehy. Dennehy, to me, is, is Chris Farley's dad and Tommy Boy yeah, a, lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of my life. Um, me too. And so in 1979, he did a movie called Ten. And yep. then in 80, he did a movie called Little Miss Marker. And in 82, he did a movie called Split Image. So the funny thing about Ten, uh, that stars Bo Boderick. That's Bo-Derek. The, yeah, okay. Yes, it's we Bo Derek movie. I think, I think he was her dad. That. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah. is funny because of Tommy Boy because then she's in Tommy Boy. Right, yeah, and, and that's she's the his wife. Mm-hmm. That's the joke there. Um, I don't even think I've seen Ten. Probably just the cover of the box at the video store growing yeah, up. Yeah, true. Same here, I think. I don't, And I definitely have never seen Little Miss Marker in Split Image. No. Um, you, he did a John Wayne Gacy movie. Yeah. And yeah. it was TV, and it was brilliant. Yeah, Dennehy like killed it. Dennehy's one of those guys where, like, pretty much I saw this movie and I saw Tommy Boy growing up. So mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, Dennehy's awesome. Oh, yeah. But, like, and that's all it took. But he's not somebody who, if you look through the, the credits, there's, like, a, there's five others that were all missing. He's mm-hmm. just one of these guys that worked a lot. He worked a lot. And, and a lot of these guys, it's kind of like that. You know, uh, the, the character actor guys that profile like him, your, you know, your Ray Winstons and your, like, guys like that. It's like they have to get Beowulf or they have to get The Departed sure. to really stand out. If they don't get those kind of roles, they end up as these guys where they're, they're the supporting character in 14 movies. And you mm-hmm. think that's what Dennehy did with his career? I just think he, we just mentioned two movies that he stands out. Because Tommy mm-hmm. Boy's a classic and First Blood's a classic. Yeah. Kotcheff, that was, this, uh, Dennehy was his only, uh... Guy. He was like, I want Brian Dennehy to play his part. Right. That's it. Right, right. Because he worked with Kotchev a couple times. Mm-hmm. So uh, so then on the other side of things, you've got Stallone. 
And, uh, you know, Nighthawks in 81, Victory in 81, and Rocky 3 in 82. I haven't seen Victory or Nighthawks. I've seen Victory. Nighthawks is great. It's uh, with Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. And Rucker Howard, I think. Uh, I just want to say really quick, because I've been so distracted, that there's 50 people in the live chat right now watching, and I'm sure that you have something to do with that. So if you want to say (laughs) hi to some of our fans out there, I'm sure they'd be very appreciative. What's up, guys? Yeah. What's going on, everybody? We're very happy to have you guys all in the chat. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for tuning into the episode. Stay sane. Stay sane. What's crazy is our Schmodown episode literally dropped the second we went live. It actually did not. Really? It's still not up yet. They're having delays, which is even better. So get your asses in the chat. Let everybody know. Uh, to come watch this. It's just building the hype. They're it's not build, up yet? just building the hype. Oh, man! It's probably got great. something to do with that dope Roka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love you, Vince Doc. Uh, all right, so this is a, a great conversation for us to have. We do this a lot on our show. It's called Over Under Proper, and we're going to properly rate mm-hmm. where we think... Oh, you want to do it? No, I, I would like to introduce the new name that we talked about using. One of our fans came up with. This Thank is a God. I wasn't, called, we haven't done it yet. This is a segment we are calling Oversieged, Undersieged, or Properly Sieged. Like uh, it. It's pretty yeah. good, right? I like it. I think it was Paul, someone that did it. Giamatti. I, yeah, it was Paul Giamatti told <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, he came in. I don't know who it was. If you're in the live chat, please take credit. I will. I will search it down and find it. But with the with the uh, introduction of Action Army, it's hard to find old comments now. Yeah, it's hard so, to find anything. <laughs> so uh, if if it was you, shout it out in the chat or whatever. Uh, you know, send us a tweet. We'll shout you out next week on the show. But Oversieged, Undersieged, Properly Sieged, Sylvester Stallone. Go. I want to start with him because he's the biggest fan. Okay, so. Basically, so overrated. How's it go? Like, how's the format go? Well, you got to just think about his career and how you think about it, and like mm-hmm. relative to like the popular... whether I think it's overrated, underrated, or right on. Yeah, like if you think that okay. Stallone was utilized Fair properly enough. in Hollywood, being such Fair a huge enough. fan, how's he regarded now? You know, that's a tough question. Yeah, you know, I am going to say that he's been properly rated. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think some of the movies he's done are not great. He looks. He has so much charisma. Yeah. And, and sometimes that supersedes acting ability. Yes. Um, he yeah, just – he steps on camera and he's just so good no matter what he does. And you, you could see him walking down the street and I've seen him at premieres and restaurants. He just has an aura yeah. that's undeniable. Movie star charisma. We always right. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it is. The, he's got the it factor. Yeah. You know, um, Rocky, Rambos. I mean is he the best actor in the whole world? Hell no. No, <laughs> he's not. Frank might even be better than him because Frank was great in Barfly <laughs> and even in Tombstone he was good. Who's Frank Stallone playing Tombstone? He plays the guy. Uh, what's his name? Stabs in the beginning. Uh, Doc Holliday stabs. Really? He's got the table. Yeah, that's Frank Stallone that's with a mustache. Awesome. That's so awesome. He, he plays uh, Ed Bailey. Uh, Why yeah, Ed Bailey. I think that's what. Yeah, Ed not, Bailey. That's what it is. Are we yeah, we're not friends. We're not friends. I think he's proper. I, I think to go in the question, I think uh, Stallone is properly used because he's definitely not uh, overrated. There's yeah. no question about that. Underrated? I don't. I mean, look, he's had a lot of underrated movies, but I think he's right there. I think he's done all he wanted to do. He doesn't need to be a bigger star. He was the biggest star in the world. He was nothing for a while. He was the biggest star in the world again. Now I think he's floating right in the middle, right where he needs to be. I mean, of course, he's seventy years old, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Do you want to go in? Yeah, I'm okay. going to directly respond to something you just said. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to preface this for a second as saying. Um, I'm a huge Stallone fan. I've been a huge Stallone fan my entire life. Uh, I got to spend almost an hour with him just recently. Yeah, that's, I'm so jealous of that. It was one of the. That's coo- actually the reason why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the cooler one of the cooler experiences I, I've ever gotten to have at a party, and it was just fun. I didn't get to I didn't get to say much. I was mostly just listening. He told some funny stories. It's and, because he had movie star charisma. Yeah, and you were kind of oh, yeah. just like wanted to. But it was know? Stallone. Yeah, I know. It was I'm just yeah. you know there's just, a there's I've been mesmerized. A few Hollywood types around, and I was sort of sitting at a table. There's about five of us, and he smoked a cigar the whole time, and he just kind of told stories, and it was amazing. But long story short. Thinking about Stallone and the way he's regarded right now in Hollywood, the way his brand and his the iconography of Stallone, I think I have to say he's overrated. Hmm. Wow. And I'll explain why. That's fair. I'll explain exactly why. Get out! No. <laughs> because I think that there's a sense people have of Stallone, and it exists uh, there's three. The first one is the icon. The first one is like mm-hmm. St- Stallone at this point in his career has been around for so long. He stayed relevant for so long. People think of him as just one of these guys. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. Because to, to be relevant as long as he is, that means like he's done something right. He, he did the work. He put in the work, for sure. It's the other two that I think get me a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's a conversation people like to have a lot about Schwarzenegger versus Stallone in their heyday, right? But the bottom line is, if you really go back and look at it, most of what Stallone made that wasn't a branded film of one of his two franchises was pretty bad. He didn't really wasn't do very many movies that were any good. Mm-hmm. So the, he gets to sort of be in that conversation because of the era that he lived in. But it's just 
even the movies in these in these uh, two franchises we're talking about, I think overall aren't great. Like, I don't like Rambo 3 very much. I don't even really love Rambo 2. I love First Blood. Rambo 3 is terrible. I like three of the Rocky movies, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, so, wait. Well, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, you got like all the one, two, three, four. four. Okay, four of them. Yeah. yeah. And I think the later ones I don't really like. Creed Rocky Balboa yeah. wasn't really That's whatever. Fair. Creed I like, though. So, and then the last <clears throat> part of it is the acting ability. And mm-hmm. this is, this is I think, the one that really decides it for me. There's a sense that people have about Stallone that he's like this underappreciated dramatic talent. And Creed is the ultimate like accolade that he got because he got the supporting actor. And Copland and, and he you was know, he's fa- great in that. He was fantastic in Creed. He yeah. was great. Great. I just think that an entire career based on basically this icon persona, this sort of like shoe-in action legend, and this idea that he is this more credible actor than he really is, mm-hmm. I think elevates the perception of Stallone a little bit above where it should be. Mm-hmm. I think I think it should be a little bit more like he was this action guy who made a couple really great franchises, and he had some pretty good performances, mm-hmm. but they were all kind of a similar character, because that's what he's good at playing. Yeah, he's larger than life. And I think Inside, the only reason on camera and off camera. The only reason I say overrated is because I just think that the, there's a sense of him in the world that he is. I think there's a sense of Stallone in the world that he's like one of the thirty or forty greatest movie stars of all time. Yeah, if not greatest people of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's. A, I think it's a tough trying to like critically analyze it. It's a pretty tough space to live in. I'm yeah, right totally. Yeah. That's why. And, I, that's why I didn't go. Uh, you know, underrated. I went I, with right properly rated. I think that's where he's at. <coughs> and I totally uh, see where both you guys are coming from. I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I understand both your points, but I do have to say that he is properly rated um, for many reasons. Uh, he has earned what he has uh, reaped for the years. He's put in the time. He's put yeah. in the work. And he wrote those movies. You got to remember that this guy is also a writer, director, yeah, producer. You know, true. you got Absolutely. you can't take away from someone that you just pigeonhole as an action star when this dude. This dude is the Judd Apatow of action stars. Yeah. This dude mm-hmm. is the Jason Siegel of, ash- of action stars. You don't want me in movies? Fine. I'm going to write my own goddamn movie. It's going to be amazing, and I'm going to star in it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going to create this amazing franchise. I'm going to be famous for my whole entire life. That's incredible. So you take that, and you're like, well, maybe you're overrated then because you just did these things at the beginning of your career, and then you had movies like Ryan Stone in the middle of it, and mm-hmm. you know, we all make missteps. Right. So then he kind of takes a step back. He, he like learns his place in Hollywood, and he kind of reassesses what he has to do. He knows that action is good. He does the expendables, but then... He gets a nomination for Creed. And it's really one of those good. things should've that won. I felt was, yeah. I don't know if he should have won or not. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say that. Uh, but I will say that he was deserved. And it was one of those things that Stallone deserved to be nominated for an Oscar at some point in his career because he's done so much for yeah, so many body great movies. Yeah. Um, and it felt appropriate. It didn't feel like an honorary Oscar. It felt appropriate. He was uh, great. He was fantastic yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. And so... I think he's properly rated because he's had such an incredible amount of success, but he's never not uh, put in the work. It was, and I really respect it's the hardest work in show business. It was the Rylance here, the Rylance and and, uh, and Hardy, and uh, that was all <clears> those guys. <throat> I think so. That was actually a pretty stacked year because I just watched Bridge of Spies. Rylance was pretty. Rylance is fantastic, and I still think Hardy should have won. Yeah, uh, but I would have been happy with right. anyone winning. Really, yeah, Stallone. Hmm. Uh, so I will say properly rated because I don't think you can say he's underrated because that dude's just a god in, in the entertainment totally business. Agree. Yeah, you know? totally he is, agree. He is, and uh, and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. So, uh, I, will you tell the story? Just real. Will you just say the the punchline? <laughs> of the thing about the horses just because yeah. I love it yeah, yeah so, it's great <laughs> so he's like telling stories about uh, you know racing the horses because he's, he's owned horses all over the world yeah right? all over his whole life because they were talking about racing cars and racing <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he says um, he says you know I've been uh, I've been riding horses my whole life you know I've ridden horses I've raced <laughs> horses you know I've eaten horses uh, you know but there's something Eddie Murphy told me this once uh, I told me a story and I never looked at a horse the same way again he says you know, don't trust something that can shit and run at the same time. <laughs> Everybody cracks up. It's great. Just, it's brilliant. Like, <laughs> and it's not just a punchline. It's like he, he sets everything up so properly. Yeah. You know, sometimes his dialogue in movies is a little overboard and a little yeah. cheese-festy, but it still gets you pumped up. Yeah. And guys, that's how to tell a story in a joke. I think if I was sitting at that table, I wouldn't have expected it to be that damn funny. No, I like, it, you know? I like legitimately, he told the story and like, you know, you have those moments, because we all love movies so much. Sure. You, you yeah. have those moments where you sit back and you're like... I was like, oh, that was that was the moment. I was like, that was the joke. That's yeah. the story. That's the story I'll be able to tell. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah, it's I, it was it was cool. He leaves so. you with something. Yeah, yeah man, I mean, we live in this industry, and I'm sitting here like begging for you to yeah. tell it live on the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Uh, all right, so we're gonna get into production development. I'm probably gonna shut my mouth for most of this because I feel like I'm a little out of my league mm-hmm. with these guys, with just with you guys, and 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 like who's involved in this movie. Yeah. So uh, pretty much, I mean. 82, you know, like the, the 70s and the 80s, it's a little different as far as the production development stuff goes. There's not mm-hmm. as many producers on the movies usually. Yep. And also, this point in his career, Stallone, like, 
he wasn't really like a blue chipper. So this movie, this movie sort of like, like you said, it's three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It was a big project, but this wasn't supposed to be a giant hit. It just happened to no. be a giant hit. Yeah. Yes. Um, There's a lot of people considered for his role. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, Pacino, yeah, Pacino was considered for the role. I mean, there's there's like ten. De Niro, of them. Yeah. Uh, James Gardner. Uh, Steve McQueen was supposed to play it, but he died. Yeah. Uh, and there was a couple of other things going on. But, so uh, it was a great circumstance of everything working out the way it was supposed to, though. Yeah, and you I talked a little did. bit about the long cut, the, the first cut of the film. But yeah, mm-hmm. the, the writers on this movie, you know, Sly is one of the writers, and you have uh, Michael Cazol and and William Sackheim, and both guys really. They're like, especially Kazol. Kazol like barely wrote anything. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who like had you know twelve credits or something. It's the only one that stands out. Twenty seven drafts of this of this script. Yeah, William William Sackheim on the other hand, he was like a notable writer. He won a couple Emmys. He worked in the fifties and sixties and seventies. I should think if we were doing this review in the mid eighties, most of his credits would probably be things that we'd be aware of, just yeah. not impressed by. But in this day and age, all the family, the Jeffersons, and it's all such a long time ago now that it's just most of what he did is not stuff that I'm even really aware existed. It's not even something where I like see it and I'm like, oh, I've heard of that. What is it? Right. You know, Uh, Kachev, the director on this film, not a like a a very, very, very specific director. He did Weekend at Bernie's. He did Weekend at Bernie's. He did North Dallas Forty. Yeah. He did three years before this. Mm -hmm. I love Weekend at Bernie's so much. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, First Blood and uh, you know. Weekend at Bernie's, they're, they're vers- virtually the they're same like, movie. They're yeah, the same it's movie. the same story. <laughs> yeah. um, North Dallas 40 is sweet, too. Um, that movie's good. It's like one of your classic sports movies. Sure. And then uh, he ended up working on like hundreds of episodes of Law & Order SVU. He yeah. directed like a half dozen, mm-hmm. and he produced like yeah. almost 300 of them. Yeah, so he's not poor. No, no. Uh, one, one cool thing is George Miller was asked to direct this movie. Mm. Um, and 82, so that's like, that's right around the same time as, as Road Warrior. That would have been very interesting. Uh, yeah, 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 and because at that point George Miller had just done Mad Max in '79, so mm-hmm. he was really kind of a nobody. This would have been real early in his career. Um, but uh, and then the producers on this movie, you know, Mario Casar, Andrew Giovanna, these are guys we've talked about before. Yeah. They had big careers in the '80s and '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from Tombstone, all the Rambo movies, Judge Dredd, you know, Die, Die Hard, Vengeance, yeah, T3, Terminator Salvation. Wow. Um, they, they did a lot of stuff. They were yeah. big action guys. Um, they haven't really produced anything for a while now, almost a decade. Kassar didn't pass away, did he? I they just separated, right? They just stopped working together? I think so. Right, it's, right. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have it written down here. Yeah, those but... were Stallone's guys. Yeah, yeah, he worked with those guys for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so funny that George man. Miller was supposed to direct this. Like, um, they, people were talking in the chat about uh, Kirk Douglas playing Troutman, things yeah. like that. It's just it's so interesting. Yeah, he didn't yeah. want to play it because I, I forget what it was. He wanted Rambo to die at the end. But then they're like, they were thinking this might be good enough to. I mean, because when when they when they screened it for international, it, uh, in the first forty minutes, like it's the international rights sold immediately. Yeah, and that's where they made their money. Yeah, the um, money on this movie is is pretty. Yeah, it was as I well. think the thirteenth or fifteenth growth highest gross in nineteen eighty two or something along those lines. So before we get entirely into uh, critical and box office guys, let's answer the question. I think we've all thought about this a little bit. Uh, what is the most underrated Sylvester Stallone movie? Hmm. Uh, I think we each probably have an opinion on what the most underrated film is, and I'm going to jump in first with mine this time. Um, I believe the most underrated Sly Stallone movie is Copland. Um, I think it's I agreed. Th- That's so funny because that was mine too. Really? Yeah. Is it yours? It's not mine. It's not yours. Okay, no. that I is agree mine. with you, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's 97. It's James Mangold, uh, mm-hmm. directed Logan. You know, he's very walk the line, very notable director. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, by the way, wrote Oliver and Company. Hmm. Who did? Uh, d- James Mangold. He wrote Oliver and Company? <laughs> he was one of the three That's writers so on it. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. It's interesting. The things you learn, studying for Schmodown. Um, yeah. So, uh, James Mangold does this movie in 97, and it's like a stacked cast for the late 90s. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like De Niro. De, yeah, De Niro. Uh, Peter Berg's in mm-hmm. there. You got like, um, oh, you got, um, what's it, his name, who's on my it, football show on Sundays now? Voight? Not Voight. Uh, uh, no, it's Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. Yeah. But it's, uh, <laughs> what's his name? He plays Superboy. Uh, he's in the movie. Okay, I haven't seen it in what a movie? long time. Michael Rappaport. Oh, Michael Rappaport. Oh, yeah. Rappaport. Oh, that's so funny. Rappaport's yeah. in it. Stallone. Um, I can't Stallone think Stallone put on 40-something pounds for it. Girl is. But Stallone's really good in this movie. He is. Yeah. He plays like a, a yeah. good schlub. Oh, uh, Ray Liotta's in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. great. Oh, Are you still talking about Copland? Robert Patrick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's huge. And it's funny. That's what a lot of people have in here, too. Copland, Daylight, yep. Cobra, Creed, yep. Demo yep. Man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I mine is Copland, 100%. I, I went through and looked at his uh, filmography really quickly to make sure I wasn't missing anything. But um, that, that's mine. What do you got? You know, it's it's a guilty pleasure movie for me, which I think it was great, though. I, I really love the movie Lock Up. Yeah, I, was just, oh. I knew you were going to say that. Why I just I know you really, were going to say that? Really, really, like this, I really, so really like this movie. 89, I mean, right? Yeah, it's a jail movie. 
uh, you know, the, the warden has a vendetta against him. He's supposed to be out, uh, throws him in this maximum security facility. And obviously, uh, the warden has his cronies. Yeah. They try to do everything. They get Frank Leone, which is his name in the movie. Uh, they're basically trying to kill him. Yeah. Uh, and he just keeps uh, taking everybody else out. It's sort of action-y, but it's got a pretty cool story. It's a little far-fetched when it gets to the end here and there, but I thoroughly enjoy it. And it's a it's a thing I always watch. What's the uh, so you know there's every every person who claims to know a lot about movies. We all have the handful of movies we've never watched before. That everybody's like, you haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. What's, What's the, the embarrassing st- Stallone movie you haven't watched? Uh, I know I gotta, mine is. I got to pull it up. Go ahead. What are you guys? I've never seen Cobra. I, wow. I, I just I just pulled up and Cobra's the first thing I saw. I haven't seen Cobra and I haven't seen Tango and Cash. Oh, Tango and Cash is great. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen. Either. I feel like those great. are my two. Over the top. A young, is a young over the top, guilty yeah. pleasure for me. I love that movie so much. I had I have I had Over the Top as an overrated Stallone movie. Yeah, it's not. I very get good. that. It, it's terrible, and the kid <laughs> is such a cornball. Like it's so bad with the kid. I'm like, get this guy out of here. And I get like the big guy stuff and like the hat turned backwards right. and everybody's doing yeah. this. It's so stupid. It's one of my. Least favorite Stallone movies, surprisingly. You know what? Just so I don't have to have the same one as you, I really will say Rambo 2008 because I love that movie oh, underrated. so yeah, yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's and, fantastic. And no one really watches it. And a lot of people that do, they're like, that movie's gnarly. We'll probably do it on here eventually. It's I think pretty, we totally... Yeah, we'll I'll come back, back for that yeah, for sure. Totally, man. We'll just have you on for <laughs> but, uh, every rendition of Rambo. Well, mine is Cliffhanger. Yeah. I've never seen Cliffhanger. You've never really? watched Cliffhanger? No. We did it on the show, man. Oh. I've never seen it yet. Dude, Lithgow uh, yeah. is remarkable. He's so I just, good, I, I don't know how it passed me up. I think I was like... What was what year was it? Ninety something. Ninety three. I think. Yeah. Ninety three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. I I, I I think I know what I was doing. So I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say it. Uh, he, but, Cliffhanger is pretty sweet. It's yeah. Lithgow is the best part of that movie. But yeah, uh, Lithgow's fantastic. I gotta get it. It's just never on HBO or never. I never. It's not on Netflix. It's like and it doesn't pop up on TV very often. Oh, you know? and ants. I've seen love him in ants. Yeah, 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 yeah. His voice. The um the famous story about Cobra is you know this about Beverly Hills oh, yeah. Cop. Yeah, yeah, of course. That the script went through so many revisions mm-hmm. for the original script for Beverly Hills Cop uh, that eventually that script was used and turned into Cobra. Yes. Oh, yep. yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's like one of the old pieces of trivia. Yeah, um, it's pretty great. So, yeah, let's get into Critical and Box Office. Yeah, so moving on, this was uh, produced by Orion Pictures. It mm-hmm. cost $15 million to make, and it was originally budgeted $11 million, but the film ultimately cost around $17 million because it ran way over production, which is what you were talking about mm-hmm. uh, with why Rocky That's 3 got pushed. Now. Yeah, exactly. They make Rambo First Blood now. It's probably like $700 million. Yeah, the, the fact that you started Stupid. with eleven and then you call your budget fifteen on paper, but it was actually seventeen. Like that's a win. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, it was released uh, October twenty second, nineteen eighty two. It grossed forty seven million domestic and an additional seventy eight worldwide for a grand total of one hundred and twenty five million dollars. That's fantastic. In nineteen eighty two, great turnaround. It's incredible. Early eighties, it's big. Yeah, mm-hmm. it opened at number one at six point six million, and this is by far the most highly. Um, uh, rewarded, regarded, regarded. I don't know why I'm, I'm like so distracted by all this stuff. Highly regarded film in the Rambo franchise. It's got a seven point seven on IMDb, which is, I mean, that's awesome. It made everything. Right. I mean, there's dolls. Uh, once the movie came out, there was knives everywhere. The survival knives made a big comeback. Yeah, with the it, empty, yeah, with the empty, with the empty thing and the yeah. compass on yep. the top of yep. it. Yep. It's, the, it's the same thing. It's a do it all knife. I didn't even watch Rambo growing up, and I had one of those. Just yeah. and I like, everybody was so cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, the toys came, and the video games came. Yeah, it's, my mom uh, wouldn't let me. It's a, she it's a me. huge, it's a it's a huge franchise. Still is, I think. Totally, yeah. and it was just like appealed to everyone because mm-hmm. he appealed to everyone. Because when you're saying all that, those are the things you were buying. I was doing all the Rocky stuff because sure. I was my mom didn't want me to buy or Rambo. didn't want me watching sure. Rambo. Yeah. Also, Rocky was always like a lot more popular. Right. Totally. Much more of a family adventure. movie. Yeah. Right. But everybody wants to go on an adventure. You don't want to, you know, right. go traveling in the woods as Rocky. Right. You know, you want to go traveling in the woods as Rambo. Yeah. So it got an 87% by all critics, 83 by top critics, and an 85% by the audience and we're going to do something new today on the show because hmm. you're here mm. oh, and, cool. and you're such a good fan of this movie you know yeah. everything about it that when Ben and I were watching this you you do compete in the movie trivia showdown with us I do so I thought I'd maybe come up with five fun questions for you oh great for the movie how well do you know First Blood ah oh, nice alright you know? I'm interested in this it's funny because you've answered all of them throughout the thing yeah. so the first one is, is what state does this movie take place in uh, where they really shot it in British Columbia where does it take place, though? In the movie. Is, was it Oregon? Yep. Yeah, All right. that's correct. Right. Uh, ben, you want to do the second one? You want me to do it? Um, let's say this is to, uh, number two, what medal is he awarded? Uh, Congressional Medal of Honor. Is that true? I don't think so. They don't actually say it. 
they do talk about the Purple Heart, which you Purple did Heart, say. Purple Heart, I did say, but yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a Congressional Medal of Honor as well. Yeah. I, I, it's true, I because yeah. in the second movie <laughs> he says it. Because he just doesn't get one. Uh, and the Congressional Medal of yeah. Holy Shit. Which yeah. animal does he encounter when he's trapped in the mines? Uh, in the book, it was a bat. Uh, in the movie, it's rats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn it, this is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, what year was the movie released? 1982. And if Dennehy sends 200 men to go after Rambo, what do they need to bring? <laughs> A uh, shit ton of body bags. That's yeah. right. And morphine. I think our uh, I think our episode went up. Uh, yeah. We just yeah. went from sixty five people in the chat to uh, thirty five <laughs> or fifty. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe you know, you know what? You know it's a very interesting thing. It's uh, you know in regards to the schmodown. It's I'm a very specific trivia question guy. Yeah. Yep. Like I don't know a director here and there, but if you you know which color shirt Rambo had on, you know when he first went to jail, I know that kind of stuff. So, so it's like the things I'm good at, I'm really, really good at. Right. Mm-hmm. The things I'm bad at, I don't really give a fuck about. So like <laughs> God, it's too bad that yeah. you waste your time with the lion's head, man. Yeah, it's, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. Um, all right, so I guess we can move on to our normal part of the show. You want to get into favorite lines? Yeah, let's get into favorite line, guys. Uh, this is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, share your favorite line in the chat or tweet it at us. Um, I'm going to go with my favorite line. And I, it's part of that montage mm-hmm. that I mentioned already. The uh, the, the, the is like attached to my fist bump moment. Right. Yeah. Um, I considered, you know, they drew first blood, not me. It's obviously mm-hmm. a classic. It was always my favorite. But watching it again, I just love when Krenna first shows up and you just hear him off camera. Oh, yeah. God didn't make Rambo. Yeah. I did. Yep. Yeah. You're like, and right there, you're just like, this guy, this yeah. movie. Oh! Yeah. That's, it's great. That's so true. Uh, mine is also a Krenna line, and it's, um, he goes, <clears throat> that makes him yours? He goes, I commanded him in Vietnam for three years. I think that makes him mine. Yeah. It was just one of those lines where it's just like, again, Krenna is just the ultimate badass in this yep. movie. Yeah. It's He's pretty great. fantastic. Mine is, great mine, mine is going back to like what I said earlier, you know, about the, you know, my thesis, which is the real depiction of how Americans are treated. You know, here it is. Back there, I could fly a gunship. I could drive a tank. I was in charge of million-dollar equipment. Back mm. here, I can't even hold a job parking cars. Yeah, parking cars. cars. It's the truth. I mean, I think ultimately when these guys come back, they can't get real jobs. And you see, you know, you go up Sepulveda and Wilshire by the veterans' place over there. There's like 10, 15 homeless guys, all Vietnam War vets. Yeah, and this you know, is thirty-five it, years. Later. Yeah, and it's and it's a real, it's a terrible thing. So that's why I really love this movie. It's not just because of Stallone in this movie. It's just because it was real and it was depicted properly. A lot of movies can't do that no more. Yeah, you yeah, know, and, and and that's really that's the line that stood out to me. I mean, obviously Rambo didn't have that many lines in the movie as a whole. You know, hey, where could why do I have to go here? Stop pushing me! You know, I'll give you yeah. a war you never forget. I mean, there's a lot of great lines in there, but this is the one that stood out, and this is the one I think broke him down. He's like, I came here, you know, I want to not kill anybody, but you know, he's a he's a machine. He belongs right where he is, and you know, in wartime, and stay there until you die because you're he's not fit. He's basically institutionalized. As a as a killing machine, you know, be a cop or not be a cop. I mean, you can't. They wouldn't give it to him because he looks like a dirtbag back then. Cops had short hair and stupid mustaches. <laughs> I mean, stole money from drug dealers and things like that. But at this point, I think you put him, put him fixing planes or something, and mm-hmm. let him live out his days, sort of like they had him in that rock quarry in in, in the start of two. You know? Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's definitely. It's definitely a great line, and that moment at the end we talked about before the show started, that last 30 minutes is what really, really brings this movie to an action drama. Mm-hmm. And, and to talk about Stallone and his acting chops during that, I, <clears throat> they're not the greatest in the world, but they are they are sufficient enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially with what's yeah. going on and the time and all that, if you can take your mind there, it's it's really, really powerful. And that's why I'm so glad you're on the show today, because like, we do make a lot of jokes and and we really do enjoy this movie, but you respect sure. it at a different level. And I think it's mm-hmm. a really important thing to be brought to people's attention when watching this film. Yeah. As it speaks to things more. This is not an action movie. This no. talks about a fucked up thing that happened in, in our history as a country. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And it's really fun. You know, it's like when uh, another one of my favorite lines is when he's like, it's over, Johnny. He's like, nothing is over. Nothing yeah. is over. Nothing is over. It really ain't over for him. Yeah. Like he's going to live that life and, he, you know, he's going to see that that 
thing play over over again where his uh, friend's body parts blew right. blew across mm-hmm. the room. That's on his mind for the rest of his life. And I that's mean, real shit. Yeah. I mean, the beginning of the movie, he went to see his last buddy, the last one living, Delmar uh, Barry. Yeah. Uh, you know, see, I didn't even know the names of, like, the troops. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of... I, sh- I know too much about this that movie. That was a good moment, too, at the beginning when he right. shows a picture. He says, oh, there's... Uh, there's uh, yeah, there's, Dan Forth and yeah. uh, Whitmore and... Yeah, uh, they, And they were all, like, uh, production supervisors on he's the movie. He's so big in the back. Look how big he is. Yeah, look how big he is. And he's like, can't him to the bone. He's sticking to the bed. And he was like, Really? Then he had nowhere to go because, I mean, he was basically going to, like, hang out with him and start something and try to get a new life going. Yeah. And now he knows nobody. Right. You know? So yeah. it's uh, it sucks. And they wrote him and he gave him a war they uh, will never forget. Yeah, absolutely. You know? <laughs> and he destroys people in this movie. No, he he's just incredible. totally complete an utter killing machine. The amount of moments yeah. where he just comes out of like the ground and the yeah. trees yeah. and just kills someone, you're just like, yeah! yeah. He'd come in here and like, we. He's in here. Yeah, he's, yeah. In, he's here. in here right now. Yeah. It does, in a lot of ways, actually feel like they, a lot of what they wanted the guys to feel like in the coolness in Predator and Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. they definitely like lift some of that from him. He's, because oh, yeah. it's oh, yeah. all before Predator, and I definitely sure. think that, yeah, they, they. Sure. And he's never cool in this. He's no. not ever trying to be cool. He's no. not no. cool. He's very vulnerable. He's just trying to live. Yeah. People are trying yeah. to kill him uh, on a consistent basis. Totally. Um, all right, let's talk about the uh, the last bit of the show, and that's going to be there are three action movie categories. This is actually an interesting one. There are three categories on the show, guys. Totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate. Uh, totally legit movies are going to be like Lone Survivor and Terminator mm-hmm. 2 and The Fugitive. They're very dramatic. They hold together well. They never really fall apart. There's no unintentional laughs. Totally ridiculous are movies like Demolition Man and uh, Face Off, Con Air. They're silly. They're awesome, mm-hmm. but they do kind of fall apart a little bit. And you have the ones right in the middle, ridiculously legitimate. Movies like Point Break and Predator and, uh, you know, what else am I missing here? They're movies, they're really movies that feel like, overall, they're awesome. They're driven by at least one really legitimate principle, like a great performance Mm -hmm. or a great story or... But maybe there's a few things here and there that that there can't be or, you know, you miss the mark a little bit. Right. Or just a cheap joke surfs up or something stupid like that. There's none of that in Rambo, that's for sure. I think this movie is ridiculously legitimate. I put it in the middle category because it's almost there, but it, like I said, going back, I remembered this movie as being a straight drama that mm-hmm. people characterize as an action movie, and watching it, it was a little bit more in the middle. It definitely mm-hmm. had some of the cliche action moments. Mm-hmm. They were awesome, but sure. it falls in that middle category for me. Everyone disagrees with you in the chat. All legit? Uh, they, are all, they are all saying legit. What do you say, man? Oh, 100% legit. I think everything is real in this. Like, you know... It's the Michael Bay movies. Not, I mean, I like Con Air. I like, I like The Rock and things, things. And yes, there's room for jokes here and there. But there is no room for joking in this movie. I mean, you know, yeah. Troutman says, yeah, make stuff that, uh, you know, eat a billy goat, puke or whatever. It's funny, but it's true. But it's true, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. like this guy was doing this kind of stuff, like eating roaches and, you know, dirty water and whatever he was doing. Like, <laughs> I think this movie uh, pulled no punches and neither did the book. I think they stayed pretty true to it, minus like Rambo. Like you know, I don't want to ruin the book if somebody wants to read it, but uh, it was different endings. Yeah, you yeah. know, and uh, I, th- I think this was a terrific movie through from start to finish. Man, well done, and I thought it should have been Oscar nominated for sure. What about you? Totally, man. I mean, I think with my memory, I would have said totally ridiculous, and then going in and learning about it and watching it, I'd be like, oh, okay, it's ridiculous, legitimate. But if you if you think about watching this movie when I watched it with you and like the feelings that I had during it, there were not very many moments of like f- it feeling illegitimate. And if there were, it was mainly just because of things they couldn't help, like the time. Yeah. And then also like me being kind of critical as an actor on Stallone at the very end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think he did a great job. Right. And so I really, I truly, truly believe that this film was ridiculously legitimate before I watched it. And after watching it in our discussion today, I'm 100% convinced it's totally legit. Interesting. It's just, this, yeah. it's, it's the little stuff. It's the action movie cliches. Like, yeah, totally. Caruso being the only guy who's like, do you guys know who you're dealing with here? And the things yeah. that Krenna yeah. says are so over the top, but yeah. it's, it's yeah. like the first time it was done. Yeah. Right? You know, so yeah. I have to give it a little bit of credit. So yeah. I will, I, again, I get where you guys are at. Totally right. legit for me. And then they had the volunteer, the, the volunteer National Guard come in. They were, yeah, right. I mean, they had a couple of jokes here and there, but yeah. All right, guys. There's no joking with Rambo. There's only one last thing left to do on the show here, and that's going to be called the pitch. Wow. Yeah, big time. Didn't see that coming. Uh, and guys, we posted the schedule on the uh, the Action Movie Anatomy fan page on Facebook, which you can go find. That's almost 700 people, which is awesome. Yeah, you guys nice. have been very active in there. We love um, you all. Yeah, and uh, we posted the schedule for the next few weeks. We've got uh, Wind River next week, yeah. which we weren't going to do, but uh, I saw Wind River about a month ago. I thought it was amazing. People have been talking a lot about it. It's got Renner in it. It's Oh, yeah, uh, Olsen. 
Yeah, it's the third movie, you know, Sicario, Hell or High Water, and this one, it's the Tyler Sheridan trilogy. Hmm. Very, very good movie. Uh, after that, guys, we are going to be doing Kingsman, Golden Circle, yes. and the following week we'll be doing American Freaking Made, Cruise, back uh, in the building. I am really looking forward to that. Me too. Yeah, it's a really I love Cruise, month. and I love, like, when guys, like, drive planes and for yeah. money and cocaine and stuff like yeah. that. It's pretty great. And crew's doing it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, dude, thanks so much for coming on today. You were yeah, such man. a treat, and I know that we joke around a lot on the Schmodown, but yeah, you've man, been a good pleasure. friend of ours for years and yeah. crushed today, man. Yeah, thank thanks you so much for coming. Absolutely a pleasure. And uh, guys, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you want to follow along with us, you can find me at Ben Bateman Media. Uh, you guys can find me at Andrew Guy. At Bob Finstock across the board. And go watch our Schmodown match, guys. It's posted, like, literally, it's up now while we were doing the show. Go watch it. Check it out. Comment, whatever. Share your thoughts there. Uh, we're excited to hear what you guys have to say about that. And we will uh, talk to you same time, same place next week. Bye. Yep, yep. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.